Hello and welcome to episode 38, season 2 of A Better Father. Uh, so this morning I listened to the Daily Dad podcast and it didn't, I didn't like it very much. Um, if you know me, listen to this podcast, see my parenting, you'll see that I definitely fall to the side of, you know, kids are kids, they don't know what they're doing, we've got to take it on ourselves as a parent, it's our job to to teach them and grow with them and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm listening to this podcast and he's like, you know, why was your kid acting like a jerk? Because you weren't paying attention because you were doing this because you were talking to somebody. And as I was listening to it, I'm just like, I don't, I don't agree with this on a certain level because yeah, we need to be there for our kids, but we also have to live our lives. And then I started, and by live our lives, I mean like provide for our children, put a roof over their head and do this and that so that they can, you know, have a place to live and stuff to play with. And and it just, it, I, I started stumbling out, and I highly recommend listening to it. It was actually uh, from today, and it was called This Makes It Harder. Um, I will try to link to it in the show notes. I'll definitely link to the Daily Dad website. And it was just so frustrating because I'm like, you're privileged to have this. And he's privileged from working hard and writing his books and doing everything done. So it's not like, you know, it's this privileged of something was handed to you, and so that's how you're privileged, blah, blah, blah. So I wasn't like getting down on that. It's just you are now in a position of privilege with parenting. And so you have that option to do this thing of, you know, maybe stopping a call or doing what I don't know. It just, it rang really wrong. Yet, as I was thinking about it, and I was going to do a podcast on it of like, yes, if our kid's acting like a jerk, it might be because of us. Yes, they might be trying to get our attention. Yes, they might be trying to figure out how to work with us. Yes, they might be trying to tell us something. Yes, it might be our fault because we're staring at our phones. So there's always things you can think about or process or try to figure out instead of just yelling at or blaming your kid who's just like, hey, Dad, I just wanted you to pay attention to me for five minutes and stop scrolling through Facebook or whatever. And so as so it stayed with me all day, and I kept thinking about it. And then as I was thinking about it and processing this and putting it through my head, it started to dawn on me that... <sighs> Like what I got out of it and the point of doing the stuff I do and reading the things I read, ingesting the things I ingest, putting the stuff that I put out in this podcast on my blog, blah, 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 is to try to just get through those moments when you need help getting through those moments. So where I started to spiral out of control, not like out of control, but just like spiral out was the importance of what we put in our heads. And if I was listening to something about how like, you need to put your kids in their place, you need to make sure they know who's boss, you're the dominant one, don't let your kids walk all over you, helicoptering, helicopter parenting, blah, blah, blah. Like, then that would be in my head of when my kid did something, I would be like, no, you need to listen to your father, blah, 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 which I don't agree with on 99% of that. And and because I put the things I do in my head, even when I don't agree with them, I'm putting them these more positive things or these the way to take the other person's perspective of instead of being like, I'm the boss, you do what I say, it's why is this happening right now? Which is a lot of how I managed too, was it? wasn't just like, I'm the boss, you do what I say because I'm the boss. It was like, why are you acting this way? What's going on at home? You know, finding out that, you know, they're in the middle of a divorce and they might not see their kid as much as they thought or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, so I'm yelling at you because your life is turning to shit and you can't stop it. That's a much different scenario than somebody who's just like, oh, I just wanted to get drunk and party last night. And it's like, well, now we have to have a different conversation. 
But if you don't take the time to to ask or think or pause, then you don't you don't get a better end result. And that's so as it was in my head all day, we ran into a couple bumps and one of them was the neighbor girl has kind of adopted us. Um, I won't go into all the details or whatever, but she was with us nonstop for six and a half hours yesterday, literally. And then multiple, like four or five hours today. And finally my daughter, which oh, I was so happy she said this because I don't want to be a jerk. My daughter likes playing with her, but I'm like, I have limited amount of time with you and I am literally having to balance raising a second child. <laughs> like, this is not what I signed up for. And again, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of like how it does. Yes, it does feel good, blah, blah, blah. But so we ran into a couple of bumps today because of this other person and taking those moments of, you know, trying to take care and spend time with my daughter with this other person that doesn't want to leave us and literally just comes over to our house and like, can I just come into your house? Like, it's like, yes, but no, my daughter and I just want to sit and read and you don't stop talking and blah, blah, blah. So, but because I had this podcast in my head, even though I was disagreeing with it, it just kept everything in the forefront of why are they acting this way? Why does this person want to be with us? Well, the day went pretty well. We had fun. There was a couple of moments like my daughter, and again, I'm not going to rabbit hole on this, but everything is stimulation at not our house and you get bored for a second get an ipad you get bored for a second go facetime somebody you get bored for a second turn on the tv you get bored so when she's here it's an adjustment for her to be like i'm bored well then figure it out draw create i will paint with you i will let you do this or that no 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 and she just wants to get in front of a screen and i'm just like well we're not doing that here so we need to figure this out and she she does eventually but sometimes we run into those bumps and and so Anyway, so we had a really good day. Her friend wasn't around when she wanted to play with her again, and then she showed up, and so it was getting kind of late in time for us to start winding down, but, you know, I was giving her a little bit of room to breathe and be with her friend, and then it just became... So I was going to start off with a joke at the beginning of this, and I kind of forgot it till right now, but my, my night ended with me not yelling at, but for humor's sake, I'll say yelling at a nine-year-old little girl across the apartment complex, that's not your hula hoop, because it's not your hula hoop. <laughs> but that that was my night. That's, that's how I ended my night, is screaming at a nine-year-old to let her know it was not her hula hoop. Well, my daughter melted down and started just bawling. And because of the Daily Dad podcast of why are they doing this? Why are they reacting in this way? What is causing this? I just let her cry and there was a moment where they were when I came into the situation my daughter started yelling at her back that she was the neighbor girl was yelling it's not your hula hoop it's mine and my daughter was like no it's my hula hoop and I'm just like sweetie don't stop like yelling at her is not doing any good you guys are literally just screaming at each other it's mine it's mine it's mine and nothing is happening other than two kids escalating so that's the only thing I interjected, which I followed up on later. But because of the Daily Dad podcast that I did not agree with, it was in my head. And I just, I was literally, and this hasn't happened in a while because we don't run into a lot of this stuff. But I tried to pick her up outside and she did that thing with the, like as a kid. And I don't know if it's my discredit or what, but I don't know how to handle that right off the bat because I, I don't deal with that. I just don't. 
and I haven't for seven and a half years, really. I mean, we've had moments and stuff, which, you know, I'd love to share because, geez, it's embarrassing how stupid I was sometimes. Or, that's not the right way to say that, but just the mistakes I made or where I could have just paused, learned, or had a better system in place for the pause to not run into that. But tonight, I've tried to pick her up twice, and she's just like, don't pick me up. And I was just like, you're right. Okay. (laughs) Like, stop, breathe, pause. I'm trying to pick you up. I'm trying to fix this in a way that is not going to get fixed right now. And the other little girl is literally running across the yard, stealing the hula hoop, screaming, it's my hula hoop, it's my hula hoop. And my daughter's melting down, screaming, but it's my hula hoop. I'm like, it is your hula hoop, sweetie. But this this is my night right now. I'm trying to get you in a bath and get you to bed. And I'm screaming at a nine-year-old girl that that's not your hula hoop. And trying to pick up my daughter that's literally doing the kid deadweight thing where they just like drop themselves, which again, I don't ever deal with. So I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know how to handle this. And so I just fell back on the things I did, and I started thinking, again, thanks to Daily Dead podcast that I did not agree with, which I will keep emphasizing, of what her motivation was. And so we get upstairs, and she's like, it's my hula hoop. I'm like, sweetie, I know. And we've run it, and we're going over it, and I'm trying to do that thing where I'm not trying to, like, solve the problem, but I'm also letting her know, like, sweetie... we're not going to figure this out tonight. Let's wait till tomorrow. Let's let things calm down. And she was just losing it. I'm like, she's not crying because of this hula hoop. Like she has gone through a year and a half of divorce and COVID and parenting styles that are completely, literally completely different. And I believe some of the things that happen at not our house are having a negative effect on her sleep, on her well-being, on her mental state, like all of these things that don't matter to a court system but I do believe is negatively negatively impacting her and it just the cry was not a hula hoop cry it was there's something else happening here and I just held her and let her cry and I didn't try to solve the problem I didn't do anything except let her cry and a couple times I said you know like we can try to figure this out tomorrow and in my head and again I'm very rigid about bedtimes and routines and all of these things because again those things don't happen at not our house and and I just like in my head I'm like let this go and walking myself through it and talking myself through it of just let her cry if she doesn't get to bed quote-unquote on time then we will just figure this out down the road we will just figure this out later or I have her for another night to catch up on her sleep whatever needs to happen and there's also a small piece of me, which this might be shoddy of me to admit, but when she was younger, whenever she had a meltdown at near bedtime or she was just exhausted and tired for the day and just couldn't handle it anymore and had to let it out, I would, <laughs> yeah, this might sound crappy, but I was just like, oh, she's going to go to bed so easy tonight because she was just releasing and fighting it and just couldn't do anything else other than cry. And I never took that negatively. I never had to fight that because I knew because she was crying so hard that she was going to sleep well because she was just wearing herself out. So I never had that like weird negative reaction to her crying or trying to figure it out. I would just let her get it out and then she would literally almost pass herself out. But it was just, we would play all day and we'd be out in the sun or out in the snow or doing this or doing that or going from here to there. And she was just done. And it was just like, sit back, let her cry. Sometimes she'd ask me to hold her. Sometimes she'd pass her out. So I just, in my head, I had a plan and I had to say, okay, you're going to have to let go of your plan tonight. Like, just let it go, which might not sound insignificant or yeah, it might sound insignificant, but to me it was because again, I'm competing with this other thing that I'm always against the clock on. And I do believe these things matter, which I found an article today 
which I will also link to in the show notes. Sorry, you're going to hear a click or two here, but it's uh, from fatherly.com. And it's called The Scientific Case for Obnoxiously Early Bedtimes. And oh my God, somebody met me and wrote this paper, um, which I will link to because it's a really great paper. On And I, I'd read this stuff earlier and had read more about how important sleep is and all this stuff. So that's why I've been the way I've been about making sure she gets the sleep she needs because she will, she doesn't need to thank me when she gets older. She will just be better when she's older for it. And... So anyway, so as I'm telling myself to let this go, the door knocks, neighbor girl shows up, and my daughter comes in and said, we worked out a compromise. And in my head, I'm like, it's your freaking hula hoop. What's the compromise? <laughs> like, there's no compromise. It's yours. I was going to take care of this tomorrow, or we were going to take care of it tomorrow. We're going to figure it out tomorrow. Whatever it was that was going to happen, but it's your hula hoop. Like, at the end of the day, it's yours. And I never once told her it's not yours, because literally it's yours. And she worked out a compromise with this girl, and I left him alone. I didn't go out there. There was a couple moments where, again, I had to pull myself back and be like, it's getting kind of late. And they, she came in all on her own when, the time, when they had figured it out of how they had worked out this compromise. And I was just like, sweetie, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's amazing. Like, it's your loop. You don't have to do that. And you, you just let something go. And oh, it was just so amazing and so sweet and so kind of her. And it just... I mean, literally, she was just like had the like red blotches under her eyes and on her cheeks and stuff from crying so hard. And again, I don't think it was just the hula hoop. It was just that was the catalyst or that's what triggered it. But when she did that and reached a compromise that she didn't need to reach with somebody that was her friend. And I will just go back and say, because this is another proud moment where I didn't want her to go negative, And that's where I'll follow up where when I told her to stop yelling back and forth I explained to her later I was like see that's not going anywhere you're not doing anything next time you get in that situation you say you know that's my hula hoop can I please have it back she says no it's mine you say okay you walk away and come get an adult whether it's on a playground or here or whatever it is and I was just like that's how you handle that but if you just keep yelling you're only going to escalate it you're going to make it worse somebody's going to end up saying something they regret look at your mom and I so it was just I didn't say that part but I was just like never once in the last eight years, nine years, have I been happy with being angry? I mean, probably the entirety of my life, have I ever been like, ooh, getting super mad and screaming right now was the way to handle that situation? Although I never really handled, had that too much in my life until um, about eight years ago. But um, but yeah, so it was just like, that's not going to fix anything. And all it's going to do is make it worse. You say it's yours, you ask for it back, they say no, then you say, okay, you go get a, an adult school teacher whatever and that's how you handle that from now on and I was like that's the only reason I interrupted you was because it was going to be unproductive so I was afraid she was still going negative and she got a card she was drawing a picture and writing on it and I just kind of I'm like sweetie what are you doing we're not going to go over to your friend's house whatever she's like I'm drawing her a picture I want to leave this to her I'm like okay and then I went up and I was using the bathroom and she comes up she's like I drew her picture and said you're a good friend and I want to give it to her is it okay if I go put it on her door? And I was just like, one, thank you for saying that. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for (laughs) buffering before I was the one who screwed this up or said something like, I told you not to do that or whatever when she left a sweet note. And again, and just admitting my fault or admitting a conclusion I may have jumped to and just told her, thank you for telling me. Thank you for letting me know. (laughs) Thank you. And I did tell her like, in case I misinterpreted that. So thank you. And that might've been what led to the talk or whatever, but just so proud of her and she was so sweet. And then like we brushed teeth we did bath, 
got her to bed. She passed, and she passed right out just like olden times. And I'm going to bring this right back around because it's the Daily Dad podcast was in my head about just like how I just don't agree with this podcast, how I don't agree with, you know, not being able to talk or having to put something down or do this or that because some people don't have that option. Some people don't get to do that. Some people get frustrated or upset at their kid because they're on an important call that could make the difference between paying a bill or not or getting an extension on something or whatever it is. Like just the the concept and the idea were there and I was so frustrated at it, but it stayed in my head all day and everything that happened today, that was in the forefront of not agreeing with it, but also it being the thing that kept me where I was at, which to bring it back to the second point of that was listening to these things that you might not always agree with but are a positive thing that are looking out for the best interest of your kid that are trying to figure out this parenting thing without going negative without blaming them without putting more on them than they can handle is a good thing and whether you agree with it or not putting that positivity into your brain will ultimately help you which is why I deleted the first season of this podcast and why I've tried to make it be realistic but also more beneficial. And I do believe in toxic happiness. I do believe in, like, you know, what's the uh, Seinfeld thing? Serenity now. Like, yeah, you say that every day, you end up putting your head through a wall because it doesn't help. And that's, again, why I try to keep this balanced and real and talk about divorce and do all of these things because that's real and that's life. But if I just got on here and just complained about the X or what's happening with my daughter or what I don't agree with or whatever, like one, that would get boring. Two, that's not helpful. And three, there might be a couple of people that are like, yeah, and then like, you know, be all gung-ho that I'm negative and hate my ex or whatever it is or interpret it as that. But it doesn't help. It doesn't do anything. And it only creates more negativity. It only keeps me from being present or helpful with my daughter if all I'm doing is thinking about how I don't agree with something that happens at not our house. And so when I listen to these things, even when I don't agree with them, and it really was a kick in the butt today to be like, I did not agree with that. But if it hadn't have been for that podcast today, I would have handled today differently and it would not have been as good. And it was all because I didn't agree with it, but it was positive. And instead of looking at me as to why my daughter was acting or reacting in a certain way, it was because of that podcast that I was able to look and say, why is my daughter act reacting or acting this way? And maybe it was just a hula hoop. Maybe, you know, sometimes she just doesn't have to deal with all the bad stuff or whatever. And I don't get those opportunities because we don't have the situations that happen at not our house that cause her to be upset like that or whatever. So when I get it, it's even more important that I handle it well and correctly. So I'm very thankful for the Daily Dad podcast. I'm very thankful for the one he left today. And I'm very thankful that, although I didn't fully agree with it, and I think it is on some level a little problematic or not a reality for a large portion of parents, the concept and the idea of why is your kid reacting in the way they're reacting? What is happening with them? Why are they melting down over this or that? When you're like, that's not a big deal. Like, it's a stupid hula hoop. And literally, I promise you, you have another one in the back yard that's just a little smaller exact same hula hoop just smaller and that it it got me to think that it's not the hula hoop and 
And even if it was a hoop, even if she just way crazily reacted to this hula hoop, that if I went through and started pointing this stuff out or being like, look at all the ways you're being unreasonable. Look at all the ways this doesn't make sense. Look at it, all the things you've gotten. You're reacting like this over a hula hoop. Wouldn't have been beneficial. Wouldn't have helped her. Would have been the exact thing I was telling her to do to avoid doing by yelling at her friend saying, it's my hula hoop. No, it's mine. No, it's mine. No, it's mine. Doesn't do anything. So if I went through and tried to solve this problem, if I tried to talk to her in this way, that just tried to calm her down, it's not going to do anything. And again, I don't think it was about the hula hoop and my brain wouldn't have maybe been in the right spot to be able to do that, which is why I'm trying to pay it forward here. And that is, again, it's weird because I do realize how much I kind of talk about myself, but I'm referencing stuff from my day that influences what I come on here and say or do or put out into the universe. And and that is that is the hope and the learning and the lesson is when your kid's reacting, like try to figure out why what is this what is going on here what's happening we have because of and i do say this because bedtimes are different at not our house because she eats differently because there's different focuses because it's okay to stay up late because it's okay to watch screens up until bedtime sometimes in bed like it's all okay to do that stuff not at our house and i and again that's why i was glad i found this article literally came into my inbox today kind of weird how crap's kind of like again you put this stuff out and you keep researching and reading and finding these things that they kind of come together or at least i'm able to see them and process them in a way that makes them come together but i could talk to him be like sweetie this is why i do this like here it is it's a quick read off the internet about why i put you to bed when i do because it like if somebody told you you were being less successful at school because of sleep would you want to get to bed earlier yeah because that stuff matters to her this is why i do this i mean they link child obesity to lack of sleep again according to this article uh performing less well in school emotional stability all because of sleep which is the same in adults for the record like if you haven't looked into sleep or read sleep there's a really good book why we sleep all of these things come together to make us better human beings. And I just told her like, this is why I do this. Here it is, I can read it to you. Yes, and it is, they even say something like, it's fun to go to bed or it might make them seem sophisticated for going to bed later, but all you're doing is harming them. So I'll just read this one article, sorry for the clicks you're going to hear, it's my mouse. But children's natural rhythm is to need to go to sleep well before adults do. And if children are kept up as late as their parents, they're being deprived of the opportunity to grow and learn as well as possible. Blah, 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 blah. It tells fatherly. Um, getting your kid ready for bed as early as 7 p.m. could lower their future obesity risk and make them less vulnerable to future illness while priming them for better growth, academic achievement, and emotional well-being. A growing body of research indicates that children who get to bed late are not, as they might suspect, lucky or sophisticated, but set up to fail, experts warn. Again, I'll link to that because that was kind of an impromptu throw in here. But the point is... Being able to explain these things to my daughter and talk to her about them and have them in her world as like, and I've told her, if anything ever conflicts between your mom and I or something doesn't make sense, ask me. I can show you why I'm getting this the way I am or where I'm getting this from. And that's it. I just want the best for you. And these are the things that tell me what's best for you. And then also I can change as new information comes out. And I think that's the the big learn is, you know, right now we're in this helicopter parenting phase or whatever. 
which everybody takes as a negative and blah, blah, blah. I get, you know, oh, you're so obsessed. Blah. And I, again, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with helicopter parenting. I'm just saying, like, looking out for your kid and making sure they're safe might not be the horrible thing that people think it is. And I did talk about this recently. It's just like you're dealing with a generation that basically said, here's a key, figure it out. And you're like, I'm two. And they're like, yeah, you can walk. You can figure it out. And what's the, uh, from the Ben Stiller movie? If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. If you can walk, you're good to go. Um, crap, now I can't remember. Dodgeball. Wow. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What was the name of that movie? Dodgeball. Uh, I'm smart. Anyway, so I'm going to end this here because that's, that's the learn. That's the takeaway. That's the share right now is, is, just try to put the, even if you don't agree with it, even if it sounds a little honky or wonky or woo-woo or whatever word you want to use or modern day terminology for this, like if it's positive and it's good, it's probably going to have a positive and good end result. And and I think that's a big thing too, is you don't have to agree with all of it. You don't have to believe in all of it. But if it helps you stay calm or focus better or have a good moment or find a time to be proud of your child and be able to tell them, I'm proud of you and I can guarantee you the reason I tell my daughter I'm proud of her is from listening to podcasts and interviews and comedians and documentaries of people being like, I never heard my parents say they were proud of me. I never heard my mom or dad say they were proud of me. I never heard a grandparent say they were proud of me. These are just your expectations or you're just a kid or, oh, I love you. Yeah, love you means shit. <laughs> like everybody says that. Everybody tells you you need to love. And then the people that love you are usually the ones, or the people that say they love you, are usually the ones that screw you over, so, or hurt you, or harm you. We're not psychoanalyzing me, by the way. I'm just saying the people that go out of their way to acknowledge you as a human being and not make you feel guilty because they say you love them is probably the person you're going to want to look to when you need help or an answer to a question or something. And I learned that through watching these other people say, like, I messed up today because I never once heard from my parent that they were proud of me. And anyway, that's a whole other podcast and a whole other rabbit hole. Um, I am recording this on Memorial Day, May 31st, Monday. Um, this isn't going to come out for a while, so I will link to the Daily Dad uh, website. I tried to find that specific podcast, but the website's set up a little weird. Um so if you are looking for this podcast just to hear it, to know which one I was specifically talking about, it is that one. And um, yeah, so again, thank you for listening to A Better Father. Thank you for being here with me, for me. And I will say this and continue to say this and never stop saying this, but thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I just really hope this helps. And I hope my learns, my mistakes, my tries somehow in some way help in any way that it might help and uh if you are so inclined uh, go check out a betterfather.com that's where i blog at semi kind of sorta almost nearly daily um, i'm proud of a lot of this work i do there so thank you very much i appreciate your time bye